Hello and welcome to the Way Out Westy podcast. My name is Mike Leather and this is our little corner of the internet that's all about travel, aircraft VWs, technical advice and doing it in your camper. Yep, I know you do too, so let's get rolling. So welcome, uh, welcome to this Way Out Westy podcast, episode one. It's a bit of an introduction episode to get out to you guys what to expect and also uh, hopefully get some feedback. So I've been wanting to do this podcast for a little while now. Uh, there seems to be a bit of a gap in the market and what it's all about is van life, travel, a bit of technical stuff um, as that's what I do for my job and kind of a mixture of everything in between including getting guests on if there's any particular uh, guys or girls out there producing some awesome content or some awesome products um, maybe talk, talk a little bit about that but mainly what I wanted to talk about today what it is not so it's not a full-on technical nerd fest I'm going to tell you that you shouldn't be wearing shouldn't be wearing, shouldn't be uh, running certain uh, hubcaps or, oh, those don't wheels don't fit on your split screen or they shouldn't have this. I've never been about that kind of thing. I've never been the kind of person to say one size fits all, you should be doing this, you should be doing that. It's, It's not who I am. I've owned lots of vehicles, VWs mainly, from before I was able to drive when I was 16. And I've gone through all the different phases. I've had completely stock computer beautiful stock original beetles through to heavily modified um homebrew turbo setups lowered to the ground um and then i moved on to buses and other things um and did kind of the same really so it's never a case with me that i want to say ah you should be doing this or you should be doing that um but there are people out there that obviously they want to keep things in a certain way. They love the lowered, they love the stock, they love the you know technical concourse show vehicles, and that's great. If that's if that's what you're into, fantastic. Um, but what you will not be getting from me is saying that one way is how it should be. There is no one size fits all. There is so much out there um, that it interests me, fascinates me, um, and that's why I like to go to. You know, a handful of shows where there's there's varied vehicles there, but mainly just get out on the road. I, I love taking a road trip. Um, love going to see and meeting people. Doesn't just need to be VWs. It can be, you know, lots of different vehicles that that uh, have been self built. And the guys like the Rolling Home, um, a Mercedes Sprinter. I saw a gorgeous Mercedes Sprinter with a fantastic interior um, that just blew my mind. Um, but obviously my passion is VWs, that's what I do for my work, I go out and service engines um, all over England, um, I'm a sort of UK specialist on Weber ICTs and I also do one-to-one workshop in my workshop in Hertfordshire St Albans. So just wanted to get out there with you guys, um, speak about what I'm passionate about, um, talk about varying different subjects. Um, converse with you see what uh, you'd like us to kind of cover um if you'd like to come on the show we'd be more than happy to sort of open it up and have a have a chat if there's something interesting you want to bring to the table um and we'll also be getting on some uh, some more well-known guests as well um from various parts of the vw and, and travel sort of background so that's really what we want to cover in uh, the way out westy podcast it's myself and my wife andrea 
Uh, we'll be both doing our parts on this podcast. Uh, I will be doing the sort of the main chunk uh, of the talking, unfortunately for you guys, but uh, Andrea will be dropping in occasionally and doing quite a lot of the background work. Uh, however, what I would really like is to hear from you. So if there's anything that you would like to know from our experience that I can cover, uh, whether that be van life, doesn't have to be VW, just van life as a whole. We do have quite a lot of travel experience having lived in a van full time for seven months uh, a while back, which we'll go into later, um, through to, you know, the daily camping in, in the UK and little trips in Europe. Uh, also, the VW technical side. I am a air-cooled VW mechanic. So if there's anything that you want me to specifically cover that would really help you, it can be related to van enough travel. It can be related to, oh, what do I need to do to put my car away for the winter? What do I need to do to get it out for the summer? Anything like that, do get in contact at wayoutwestymike at gmail.com. That's wayoutwestymike at gmail.com. You can also find me on Instagram at wayoutwesty and, of course, Facebook, wayoutwesty. So do get in contact. I would love to hear from you. So next up, I'm going to go into a bit about my VW history. So what have I driven? What have I been into? And how did I get to where I am now in 2019? So background with me, other than owning quite a few VWs um, over the sort of last 20 years or so, um, it was not really something that I ever wanted to go into uh, in terms of work. It wasn't uh, anything that I kind of thought, oh, I should really do this, I should really do that. I didn't go to, you know, an apprenticeship in a, with a mechanic or garage or anything like that. Um, I was always interested in cars. My dad owned uh, a number of uh, British sports cars, as, as quite a lot of dads did back in the day. Um, he restored a MGB, which I, I was just fascinated by. Um, my my uh, my nan at the time was also running a little mini, which she did until up until she was in the nineties, and we uh, we always maintained that together. And I took great pleasure in maintaining and driving that as well. Um, and then came the point where I was going down with my parents every year uh, on the, what is it, Maybank holiday and half term. And uh, I would always see the, the, the Beatles and buses going down to Run to the Sun, which was a VW festival uh, held down uh, near Newquay in Cornwall. So a bit of a trek down, just M25, M4, M5. And one of the lasting memories that I have is we broke down in my mum's Austin Montego on the way home. And the only car that stopped um, to see if we're okay because of steam billowing out of the bonnet um, was a VW camper. I remember the door slid open. Um, a lady shouted to us and she opened the sliding door and said, oh, do you need some water? Um, sort of proceeded to hand us a bottle of water and off she went. And that's something that's always stayed in my mind and my sort of first lasting impressions of um, the, the, VW, the VW and camper van culture. So fast forward a number of years after quite a few vehicles, first one being a 900 pound VW Beetle, which pretty much everything could go wrong. That sort of cut my teeth on uh, on Beetles. Um, 
then had sort of a, a, a more original sort of 67, which I did lots of crazy things with, including a turbo conversion on a 1600. Um, that was a lot of fun. Um, then had a 1961 bug that was uh, absolutely beautiful and been kept in a heated garage from new. Um, various other things. Um, and also sort of got into the buses. Um, again, I think everybody's first bus is not the one they keep. They have no clue about what living arrangements, what interior that they want, so we kind of went through all of that and fast-forwarded quite a few years to our current bus, which is a 1969 Early Bay, um, which we've had for about four years now, and uh, my wife decided to do um, a bit of an adventure. Uh, we took it to um, the US, so rather than going to the US and getting one and bring it back, we did the opposite. Um, we, bought, we bought it... Um, in the UK, it had been shipped over in 2008 and imported, um, and we shipped it to Canada, and we did a road trip um, coast to coast of the USA, and then back up to Canada, um, over 10,500 miles, um, and seven and a half months, so everything from 11,000 feet in the Rocky Mountains through to minus 15 in the winter, um, and then boiling hot desert conditions, servicing and keeping it running all ourselves. Uh, we did everything ourselves um, and obviously brought it back. And that's when Way Out Westy was born. Got back and loads of people say, oh, can you help me with this? Can you help me with that? What do you reckon to this? I'm planning to do a road trip or what do you think about this engine, that engine, or can you help me repair this so, that, so I thought mm, I need need to start a business here so decided to start locally um, and in very quick succession it I got busy virtually overnight um, and now um, as previously mentioned I, I travel up and down England servicing engines do a few other little bits and pieces but it's mainly servicing engines Weber ICT conversions and rebuilds I specialise in those and one-to-one -one workshop in St Harvardshire and St Albans so that's my VW story so far um, future wise hopefully planning a trip to Norway um, later in the year um, really see sort of how how busy I get with the business because it's uh, pretty crazy at the moment um, and uh, yeah, go from there. So introduction over. What I'd like to do now is get into the crux of a proper episode. So I'd like to talk about what you need to look for when looking for a bus, when you're deciding what camper van is the right one for you. And also a bit about sort of what we did to find the right one and how we planned for some adventures. So coming up after this. As old school VW owners, we know at some point we will break down. Now, it's not to do with the fact that they're old or they're VWs. It's the fact that they are vehicles and they have moving parts, so things can break. It's the same with any vehicle out there. Overcoming those breakdowns and getting going again, that's where you and the next person can be very different. A lot of people are more than happy to take an AA card, that's how they roll. I like to go very well prepared with the right tools and right spares so I can get going again no matter what. So what do you do if you break down? Yes, you can have a Haynes, Bentley or John Muir manual, fantastic, but don't always get straight to the point. So when you're on the side of the road or on a camping trip, you want to get going again, not waste the special time that you could be having on a holiday or drinking beers next to the river. So Way Out Westy has brought out a new guide, a new book that basically helps you with that. So it's called the Way Out Westy Glovebox Survival Guide. 
Not only does it cover service intervals, it also covers what to do if the worst happens. Also covers what tools and what spares to take with you and why you should take them. Let's go to wayoutwesty.com forward slash shop. That's wayoutwesty.com forward slash shop for a digital download or a hard copy of your Way Out Westy Glovebox Survival Guide. Available worldwide. Traveling in your bus, lots of ways to do it, lots of ways to do it. Um, starting with your bus, your camper, your red van, whatever you want to call it. Lots of people hate various terms, I don't care, everybody calls them something different. Uh, if you go to South America, they'll call it the squealing pig. So uh, it really depends on uh, where you come from and what you call it. So I just call it the bus, it's easy. Um, ours is called Rocky because uh, he spent most of his life in uh, Colorado mountains. If you fancy taking your bus on a long journey and want to explore the sort of the not so beating paths, then you really want to make sure first and foremost that your vehicle's up for it. So specifically VW wise, which is where most of my talks will take when it comes to technical information, um, you want to get to know somebody that knows old Volkswagens very well, or do your research. Really the same can be said for modern vehicles. If you've got a Mercedes Sprinter, for example, or even a Type 4 or T6, something like that, um, it needs to be in good mechanical condition um, if you're going to be taking it on long journeys. The problem is most people these days are in the mindset you can jump into any vehicle and just off you go into the sunset. That's largely true, and to be perfectly honest, I have a kind of weird respect for people that just jump into old vans and travel halfway across the country or to different countries without even like checking the oil or checking anything. It's it's kind of weird. I see people do it and I think, geez, you're you're mental. Um but they do it, you know, sort of the carefree attitude and stuff. Um it's it, it's not how I'm wired. I have to know that I'm going to get there. I have to know the ins and outs of a vehicle um, so that I can get myself, my wife, my friends out of a given situation um, when we're in the middle of nowhere and days away, away from the nearest road, let alone person. Um, our biggest breakdown um, was in North Oregon, um, absolutely beautiful place. And it was uh, one of those places that, it was like a dream. We parked up in this little cove, quite high up on this on this cliff, on this cliff path. Um, beautiful mist and hitting the hitting the cliff, coming off the ocean, the Pacific Ocean, watching sea lions play in the surf. Trees in that neck of the woods, they they come all the way down to the ocean, which is not something you get much in the UK. They're these beautiful pines, and then just a twinkle of a little little lighthouse peeking through uh, the the mist, the mist coming through there and the spray, and it was just utterly beautiful. And bang, our engine died um, eight and a half thousand miles into the trip. 
something very bad, maybe a big end, something like that, just just really gone to town, and there was no way that I knew that that was going to be able to be repaired. Especially as we had two weeks left on our visa, it was just about to snow, and it was Christmas. That's a story for another time. But safe to say, I, I like to be prepared. I carry all the tools that I think I will need and all the spares that I think I will need bar the two biggies, which is engine or gearbox failure. I like to get out of every other situation. When it comes to spares, there are things that I will take that I know full well I cannot fit myself. But if I've got the parts, I know that I will be able to find a garage that can help me do it or you know we can work out a way and the same goes for you can go to a show in england in the uk you can be 20 miles away if you break down and you've got a dodgy um i don't know condenser or your points have packed up it's it's a five minute fix if you don't carry those parts with you the aa man's not going to have them they don't carry old school parts like that. I mean, a few bits and pieces. He might have a belt. He might, you know, he might have a few bulbs or something like that. But he's not going to have parts for old vehicles anymore. It's not how they work. However, if you have them, he's a trained mechanic. Even if you don't know how to fit them, he'll be able to do it for you. So, it's worth it's worth taking that approach. I think um, I've met everybody f from the guy in the desert that takes his gearbox through to somebody that just carries an AA card. That's totally cool um whatever you know helps you sleep at night helps you go on those adventures that's that's nice cut off my nose but i'd like to be able to get out of situations because i don't want to be wasting time essentially if i'm going on an adventure most adventures take a lot of planning um a, a money and budget and um, so you don't want to be sitting in a in, in a garage or sitting on the side of the road for days waiting for parts waiting for this waiting for that and most garages won't allow you to camp in their in their premises so you then have to get a hotel and all these kind of things going on so it's not something that i really would be happy with just having an aa card so that rant over uh what's next what do you, do you consider well the right vehicle is is the, the starting point um you've got to have something that's big enough uh for you and your travel companions whether you know you're just going by yourself whether you're going just a couple you've got dogs and kids um you need to be able to be comfortable um because there's going to come a day where it's cold it's raining and you're just going to want to chill you maybe been on the road for a little while or something like that you're just going to want to get cozy and chill um so for us just me and my wife um we had a setup in our early bay that actually had a 1978 berlin interior westphalia berlin interior and that gave us a maximum storage space but also it's pretty cool when you want to come to chill out the bed folds out and then the side cabinets give you extra leg room um and it was pretty cool we, you know we had a propex heating system in there um got a fridge and fridge freezer um and all of those things really helped to make it a comfortable place to chill uh but again there's things that we really really thought we would need sink for example used it for pasta water when it's raining and cleaning our teeth very rarely um you know if i was doing a build again or putting an interior together i wouldn't bother with a sink it's just a waste of space in my opinion 
but other people will completely disagree. They might want that. So really, when you're looking for the right vehicle, go out and hire some, whether it's an old school VW, whether it's a modern camper, go to somewhere and have a look like uh, Quirky Campers. Go, go online there and have a look, see what's available. Go and try some. Go away for a weekend. Go away for a week. Um, and I know that very early on, back in uh, sort of 2006 or something it was, we hired a, um, a handful of campers, one of which was a modern Toyota Hiace in New Zealand. And the main thing that we really liked with it compared to other things that we had hired was the fact that you could stand up. So that was our number one priority, really. We could not be doing any sort of long distance, longer than a weekend, if we couldn't stand up. So when we knew we were getting a, a VW camper, it had to be Westphalia. It had to be a pop top. So other things to consider once you've got the right vehicle and you know sort of what interior to, to have is how are you going to keep this thing alive? Do you Are you good with mechanics? Do, do you know someone that is? Both, I think, really are almost a prerequisite for having a, a an old VW camper. Um, if you're not one of those two things or have one, one of those people to help you out, um, do your research like massively do your research um, when it comes to buying, take somebody that knows what they're looking at. Um, when it comes to checking it over, make sure it's somebody that is trusted, not just a person that you found online or someone that plonks out of good reviews on the website. Just just get someone that's trusted is my biggest piece of advice. Um, and then get out and drive it as much as possible. Um, the worst thing for old school vehicles are not being driven. They need to be kept you know limber lubricated they need to keep going so really if your vehicle can make it around the corner to the shops it can make long distance uh, i honestly believe that um our camper i quite happily would take to work quite happily would take 10 miles up the road to go and do some shopping um or to the other side of the united states from london it, it's one of these things where if it's well maintained um it, it will keep going problem is a lot of people will let them sit they don't have the knowledge to keep them going and then when people pass them on and sell them you inherit lots of problems but at the end of the day if you're willing to get get it stuck in you're willing to do a lot of the work yourself it doesn't have to be that expensive it's nuts and bolts that there's, there's as long as there's no rust then it's it can be fairly inexpensive if you do everything yourself so once you got to that point and you know you've got a good vehicle and you've checked it all over, you've got your friend to check it over, um, what what then? Um, well, get out and enjoy the things. Um, make sure that you carry the right tools and spares with you. Um, and honestly, you can you can go anywhere. Uh, a lot of people just do shows. Cool. People even trailer their show buses to shows. Whatever. It's fine. Um, in reality, they were built to be driven. They were built to be commercial vehicles, which is why in a zombie apocalypse event, crazy as it sounds, if I had my daily driver sitting out there, which is a VW Passat, or my VW Camper, I would jump in my VW Camper because I would know that it would keep going and I could repair it if it came to it. Um, so, yeah, a bit of a bizarre thing, but that's, that's definitely what I would do. Um, Functionality of interior, um, storage, um, as well as keeping things separate is very important. So you want to have your clothes separate to your food. You want to have any waste separate um, to obviously your food, whether that's uh, sort of a porta potty or whether that's just a bin. You want to keep all that separate. 
And then also with your tools and, you know, oil changes or oil top ups or anything like that, that also needs to be kept separate. So that's that's kind of a big consideration of having sort of these different zones to keep things apart. Um, that's kind of quite a big deal that we took a long time to kind of work out to see what would what would be best and what would work out best and we ended up keeping a couple of hard cases on a roof rack to keep sort of mucky bits and pieces out of the way um but even you know even if you're not doing massive trips and you don't want to carry a massive amount of tools and things fine that's that's cool um but you might want to keep your barbecue and and coals out of the way stuff like that so it's it's worth considering your options maybe get your spare wheel out of the interior put that on the roof or the front of your vehicle so you've got extra room so many so many options out there so get down to a show get get go camping get talking to owners um when you're on a campsite that you know most vw owners um will be more than happy to talk about their vehicles um and you can really get sort of first-hand information in the first hand look at how they how they roll and i think that's far valuables than seeing show vehicles um that are kind of just driven maybe once or twice a year um so yeah if you want to see our see our camper um then you know i'll go to a handful of shows normally just campers open day and sonna park is is the ones that i always go to um so if you're going to any of those this year fantastic i'll see you there um, so that's kind of my biggest part of advice. I'm going to get onto in a future episode, um, what you need to do to prepare your bus for a road trip. Um, it kind of goes hand in hand with what you should be doing to keep it on the road in the first place. Um, but I'll go into in more details about what you should, uh, what you should do to, to, to keep it, keep it going and for, for a long journey, but also what tools and spares to take. I'll be going through that as well um and then other future episodes um more on you know what we do to keep things clean what we do to keep things nice when we're on the road um how we keep things sort of tidy and how we sleep and eat and all of those things um they're all going to be covered in future episodes so that's a quick little intro into traveling in your bus um there's so many different ways to do it um i, I respect a lot of people massively in so many different vehicles and all the ingenious things that the, that they've come up with um to make their life more pleasurable especially when you're in the uk and you get a rainy day because it happens a lot uh just make yourself comfortable get the right bus be comfortable you don't have to put up with a shitty interior that doesn't work or you know thin materials leaky materials and stuff you don't have to live that way and it's the same as when you're driving you know you don't have to have a accelerator pedal that's all flopping over the place or a gear stick that doesn't work so like don't put up with that shit you know go out there and get get some advice go on youtube go on wayowesty.com find some information uh, drop me an email you know it's one of those things that you don't have to put up with this stuff and just gather as much information as you can and you can be pretty comfortable um, you can enjoy yourself and uh, yeah, get out there on, on some adventures. So I'll speak to you soon.